This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you on Friday, February 10th, because, you know, we don't want to do a show when the Super Bowl is about to start on Sunday. So we're getting a jump on it, but you won't hear this until after the Super Bowl. So congrats to the Eagles or the Chiefs. And I've got one guest who uh, has maybe been on more than all the rest and two new guests, and they are Joe Cornish, Sean O'Connell, and Sam Levine, a.k.a. Little Wolverine. Hello, (laughs) gentlemen. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Let's meet everybody individually in alphabetical order by first name. So that means, first up, writer, director of Attack the Block, the kid who would be king, and new on Netflix, it's a series, Lockwood & Co. It's Joe Cornish. Hi, Joe. Hey, hello, Doug. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for doing it. It's, uh, what do you got, like uh, 10 o'clock on a Friday night where you are? 
Yeah, it's 10 p.m. on a Friday night. You've really ruined my Friday night because <laughs> I couldn't really start watching a movie. I just put my daughter to bed. So I've been watching YouTube videos about the Grammys uh, to fill in the time, which is pretty, pretty, pretty low rent. Well, you know, the Grammys, they're uh, four hours long, so there's plenty of stuff to cover, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, thank you for... Uh, for abandoning your Friday evening. I know when, after you put the child to bed, you probably really go out and rage. So yes. uh, thank you for uh, taking it easy tonight just for us. It's a pleasure, um, man. Thank you. Eight episodes of Lockwood and Company are available right now, mm. uh, season one, if you will. Do you have a preference as to how people watch it? Do you think they should binge it or savor it like a, a traditional series. Uh, I think they should binge it and then just watch it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and then they should get into a kind of insane fever uh, and get their neighbors and physically force their neighbors to watch it on their own Netflix accounts. So it counts as a an individual view almost like a virus and it should sweep through the world really in quite an unpleasant, brutal way, everybody just watching it over and over again um, because that would be bad for everybody, but really good for me. Yeah, and I don't know if they're enjoying it, as long as they're having a good time watching it over and over again, which, uh, you know, I think they will. Also joining us today is a man I call ma'am for no reason, really. <laughs> it's Sam the Ma'am Levine. Hey, Sam. Oh, hey, Doug. I think it's because ma'am rhymes with Sam. Yeah, but that's it. That's where that's, that's it. where it ends. That's yeah. the only point to right. that. Yeah, right. and you know there is a legit reason I call you a little Wolverine, and that's sure. because of your luxurious Hugh Jackman esque beard. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, uh, it's a title I wear proudly. Truly. What's going on, buddy? Um, you know everything was going great until last night. Uh, my neighbors uh, busted into my home and attacked me and my wife and forced us to watch Lockwood and Company on Netflix. <laughs> Um, and it you was, didn't enjoy it? It was great. No, we loved it. I was actually really glad. And I, I'm, I was telling them in the middle, I'm like, you didn't have to bring violence into this. We would have watched this on our own gladly. All you had to do was recommend it. But they were insistent, Doug. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, when uh, when Joe sends out his minions, they get to work. Mm -hmm. um, Sam, God bless you for rescuing my joke. For <laughs> <laughs> keeping it afloat. <laughs> you... <laughs> But do you, you love the show, Sam? It's really good. Yeah, we're two episodes in and we plan on binging the rest of it this weekend. And uh, it's really, it, sorry, Joe, it's really good. It's oh, really man, a I really fun that. show. Thank yeah, you. For sure. Yeah. Sorry to break it to you, Joe. Oh, no. Uh, but Sam's sorry a fan. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make something this popular, you might have to make more or, some, or other things as mm. well. Uh, it really, really becomes a whole thing. Um, and we've got also joining us today, another first timer on the show. It's Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend. How's it going, Sean? Good, Doug. First time, long time, all that jazz. <laughs> a huge fan of the show. And, uh, I honestly can't believe that I'm on it. I, I listen all the time. And so getting to, uh, to come on and, and play some games with you guys and, and talk movies is, is truly a thrill. So thanks for having me. 
for the uninitiated, you're welcome. For the uninitiated, uh, tell everybody what Cinema Blend is. Sure. Uh, we are an entertainment website. We cover uh, movies and television and pop culture in general. Uh, I run a lot of their entertainment um, interview uh, pro projects. I go into junkets and I cover movie screenings. Um, I've been their managing editor for a couple of years now. And then through them, I also have a podcast because, hey, who doesn't? Um, and it's called <laughs> Real Blend. And um, we we do a weekly podcast. We talk about what's what's going on in the news. And we like to have um, directors on a lot. Uh, and so recently we've had the likes of uh, Ryan Johnson and Guillermo del Toro and Damien Chazelle has been on. And then friend of the show, I'm just going to name drop, every, you know, left and right. Um, Tom Hanks is a friend of the show and has come on repeatedly, which is very strange to me. And then after... Uh, after he came on the most recent time, he sent me a typewritten letter uh, to thank what? us for, for having him on. And that was uh, surreal. That was very surreal. Wow. It was cool. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> do you, you just have endless questions about war and space? <laughs> yeah. We only talked about Splash. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Splash on the money pit, <laughs> which, he, which he loved because no one brings those up. So. I, you know, it's a, one of the best moments in cinema when he's stuck in the rug in the roof of Money Pit and he uh, hallucinates and thinks says he thinks he saw some Care Bears. Care Bears, exactly. Brad, Brad, Bo Brad. Do you have, do you have your own? Uh, uh, handle or are you just uh, on social media through Cinema Blend? Oh, I am Sean underscore O'Connell um, because there is another extremely popular mixed martial artist, <laughs> right? Uh, who also has the name Sean O'Connell, and um, sometimes I get a ton of responses when he gets into some sort of trouble, and then every once in a while I get into trouble, and then he direct messaged me and he's like, "You're right, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. We'll be okay." <laughs> That's he has very crazy. funny weigh-ins. He has very funny weigh-ins, um, and uh, and I hear about them all the time from people. Hey, I mean, speaking of funny weigh-ins, there's several weigh-ins brothers who are really funny. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a portion of the show that I like to call Recommendation Nation, and that's where I ask each of my guests to recommend one movie, but with a twist of my choosing. And since Valentine's Day is fast approaching, uh, next Tuesday, I believe, please, I'd like you each to recommend a ROM with or without com. In other words, you know, rom-coms are fun to watch around Valentine's Day, but maybe you'd like to recommend a serious uh, romantic film, maybe one that's not happy or, you know, doesn't work out in the end. But whatever you'd like, just... Uh, recommend one uh, romantic film sam let's start with you um you know there's a film uh that i was thinking about recently and i guess it it kind of maybe qualifies as a rom-com there's certainly some rom and plenty of com um the kids are all right <laughs> oh okay with, with uh, annette benning annette benning mark ruffalo julianne moore yeah um that's uh that's one i was thinking about recently and uh uh certainly got a lot of fanfare when it came out and uh, and I was happy to uh, say that I hadn't seen it in a few years. And upon rewatching a couple weeks ago, I I think it's a really strong film. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. It's very uh, like uh, it's a it's a, like a two mom situation. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that what's going on there? 
Yep. There's the two moms and uh, they had, you know, kids with the the donor and they didn't really know the donor. And so he sort of comes into their lives and, you know, makes things interesting. If you oh, haven't yeah. seen that, I don't, I don't want to go away too much. Ruffalo. It's Ruffalo? <laughs> it is Ruffalo. Yes. It's the Hulk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just like to, you know, remind myself of what we're talking about because I did, I do remember liking it, and uh, you know, not a whole lot beyond that. So it might be worth a rewatch for me. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Have you got a romantic film that uh, that's like a fave of yours? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I appreciate Sam uh, starting it off because he's given me some thinking time. Oh. And yeah, I'm right. going to go for yeah for, <laughs> for a 1979 movie called Rich Kids, directed by Robert Young. Okay. Do you guys know Rich Kids? Have you ever seen Rich no, Kids? No, I do not know. Mm-hmm. That. Never heard of it. It's set um, in New York. It's about mm-hmm. two uh, a 12 year old boy and a 12 year old girl who's but from separate families. Their parents have divorced, and it's a kind of New York junior love story. These two awkward teenagers falling in love trying to deal with their parents' divorce. It's got John Lithgow playing one of the parents. And it's a really fantastic movie that very few people have heard of, weirdly. Um, And it's just really good. There is a Blu-ray of it around. It came out about four or five years ago. Uh, And it's just one of those great 70s movies that's all shot on location. You know, compared to modern digitally shot movies, it kind of looks like, it just looks beautiful, like those late 70s movies do that are shot on the streets of real cities. Wow. It's got two fantastic performances in it. And I highly recommend it to people if they can find a way to see it. Um, the end of my speech. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know the name of the actress that's the, that's the girl? Uh, Trini Alvarado. Yes. I knew she was in other things because she's in that movie, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains, I think. Oh, there we go. Right. That just came out as well on Blu-ray, I think, for the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's an interesting movie. Uh, uh, you know, it's what's her name before she found the Tuscan Sun and the... Uh, right. <laughs> Diane Lane. Uh, Diane Lane, yeah. Yeah. And before she's in the she became well, I think. Superman's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good one. Uh, what about you Sean what do you uh, what do you think for a romantic movie for people to check out so I want to give a little I want to give a little bit of love to some guy who doesn't get it that often and that's uh, Adam Sandler who will dabble in romantic comedies every once in a while especially early on in his career and I think the wedding singer doesn't get enough love Um, he is very very funny in it he has tremendous chemistry with Drew Barrymore um, it's a great balance of, cause I mean, Sandler's not a leading man for romantic movies. You would think normally. Uh, and when you drop him into the, the middle of the eighties genre, uh, he has a lot of fun with, you know, updating the music from that and the fashion and all the stuff that sort of weighs into that. Um, but again, it's just his relationship with Drew Barrymore is really fantastic and carries it through, which is a perfect 95 minutes. Like it's exactly how long it needs to be. And if you can get to the end of a movie and Billy Idol can help you get the girl, uh, on a plane, and uh, that's that's a, a win in my book. So, you know, <laughs> Sandler goes on to make a couple others that are forgettable, you know, click and, and things like that. But I think if you go all the way back to The Wedding Singer, it was a great bridge between his his Billy Madison uh, Waterboy days and, and him becoming uh, the king of Netflix, which he is now. 
Yeah, really. I think it was third after Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. I think it really set him up as, first of all, being able to play a character whose name isn't in the title, but also, <laughs> I mean, he's still in the title, but not his name, not his character name. And then, um, but yeah, it really bridged, like, it, it was the first step to, like, he could make movies that aren't silly uh, completely. I mean, obviously, Wedding Singer has its silly moments, but uh, um, yeah, it was, and, and Drew Barrymore, really uh, fought to make her role in that not just the girl and like they brought in people to to write specifically for her character and uh make it uh more uh, even and not just uh you know a lot of his movies the girl just tends to be like almost like james bond movies or something where they're somewhat disposable yeah um but that's a great choice these are all these are three he threw Steve Buscemi work on a regular basis too. Oh no, no, that's Steve Buscemi doing Sandler a favor. Yeah, yeah, he was throwing he was throwing a favor at Sandler because okay, like, uh, semantics. I understand. Yeah, but it was fun yeah. to see Buscemi in like a Coen Brothers film and then see him in the new Sandler movie wearing yeah. goofy eyeballs or something like that. Yeah. It's a it's a tradition of some pretty amazing actors who you know work with the Coen Brothers and all sorts of people. You know, your Turturros, your Pacinos. Like yeah. people love to be silly in a Sandler movie who are very very serious actors normally. You know, because even in his comedic roles Buscemi's in you know pretty dramatic situations <laughs> like Reservoir Dogs and Con Air like there's some shit going on <laughs> while he's being weird and funny but uh but in Sandler movies he really just came in to be like you know weird uh homeless guy or whatever you know whatever he was doing well and the Pacino, so many of them like that'd the be a fun game those cameos the Pacino Dunkin Donuts scene I think has to be yes one of his greatest scenes ever when you say he, Pacinos, 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 of course, it's not Al yeah. anymore. It's Dunk, yeah. Dunkachino, the Dunkachino, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well, those are great, <laughs> great recommendations, fellas, and uh, thanks for that. And we will, uh, you know, well, I'll hear from the listeners if anybody is checking any of this stuff out. And uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back with some games after this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back with some games after that. Um, you ready to play, fellas? Sure. Yes, All sir. Set. All set. <laughs> Nervous. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe you should be because this is really dumb. This game is called 80 for Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll say a fact, fun or otherwise, and then your job is to tell me if it applies to the uh, new motion picture 80 for Brady Mm -hmm. or the Brady Bunch movie from back in whenever the hell that came out or both. That's right. There's a chance that these two movies have something in common besides the name Brady. (laughs) I'll start with Joe. I'll give you the fact. You tell me which one is it's Brady, 80 for Brady, Brady Bunch, or both, 
And if you miss, then Sam gets a chance at it with uh, just the two options. And if Sam misses, then Sean basically gets a gimme point. And whenever somebody gets one right, the next person uh, goes first on the next one. Uh, no pressure. Obviously, guessing is uh, one way to succeed because uh, actually knowing these things, I'd be surprised if any of you do. <laughs> Have any of you, has anybody seen 80 for Brady? No, no. Didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I'm so part. excited about seeing it. I've Im I've tried to imagine it in incredible <laughs> detail. <laughs> so I feel you like you still I've won't seen get it. it right, no matter how hard you imagine it. You still won't I don't know because right. the was... version I've imagined is like 18 hours long. That's yeah, how, that's how I lo that's how long I want it to be. Yeah, they keep it a tight buck 45, I think, maybe a and little under two. My version is very adult as well. <laughs> yeah. This one's not adult enough, in my opinion, because the, the Jane Fonda character really wants to go go wild, and uh, they mostly just have, they they treat her like she's slutty, but she's not that slutty. Um, Joe, you're up first. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, has an actor in it who has appeared on the series Seinfeld. Do you think that's mm. 80 for Brady, the Brady Bunch movie, or both? Uh, man, that's very broad. I mean, pretty much every actor has appeared on Seinfeld, haven't they? There's been I mean, a lot of uh, short roles and recurring roles on Seinfeld a, played by... It's a very long-running show. Yeah, I mean, 10 years. So I'm saying... But but you're saying it's this, this person has only appeared in one of those movies, not both. There's an actor who has appeared in Seinfeld, are they also in 80 for Brady, Brady Bunch movie, or both? So well, in I'm other going, words... I'm going 80 for Brady because I think they've appeared in 80 for Brady because Brody, Brady, Brady, because um, uh, they'd be old. Seinfeld is old. And right. 80 for Brady is about old people. So I think it's, an, yeah, that's my answer. Oh, that's an interesting uh, theory. Uh, but that's 80 for Brady is not the answer I'm looking for. Sam. My instinct is to say both. Are you going to go with your instinct? I guess so. Yeah, I'll go both. You'll listen to your instinct because it's correct. Hey. Hang on. Isn't that what I said? I thought you said uh, 80 but, for Brady. Yeah. Yeah. But before that I said, well, and <laughs> final answers. <laughs> That's a clever way to do it. Say all the answers. By the time you're done talking, you've got it all covered. Um, I'm just trying to confuse you. Yeah, it's, it, it's easy to do. But um, yeah, it's both because two different actors that have been on Seinfeld show up, you know, one in Brady and one in Brady Bunch. And they are uh, Rini Santoni, who plays Poppy oh, on yeah. Seinfeld, who was in uh, the Brady Bunch movie. And Patton Oswalt, uh, who played a video store clerk dealing with George Costanza on a Seinfeld, is in 80 for Brady. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Very exciting start to this weird game. Sean? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm ready. You get you get to go first on this next one. Uh, 80 for Brady, Brady Bunch or both, has a character in it named Brisket. Oh, <laughs> I am going to go uh, 80 for Brady. You're saying 80 for Brady. Final answer. A, a character named Brisket. Yes, what, sir. What made you arrive at that answer? Uh, I'm assuming that there's some type of a tailgate scene where hijinks ensue. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and you would have somebody from New England uh, in a Brady jersey who's making <laughs> some type of smoked meat. All uh, right. And they, they ring a couple of jokes out of that, of course. Um, now, they're c- I just don't see, because you already have Sam the Butcher, so I don't see them also going with brisket for the Brady Bunch movie. That seems like overkill. Uh, so I'm just going to stick with 80 for Brady. Yeah, you really... Yeah, you yeah. really thought this through. I don't know if any of that really applies to why a character is named Brisket, but it is, in fact, a character in 80 for Brady. Hell yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice and that character is played by Patton Oswalt. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Joe, here's your chance to get on the board. Sam has a point. Sean has a point. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You can do on. it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Also, none of this matters. Uh, <laughs> RuPaul. The great Mm. RuPaul Charles that we know from RuPaul's Drag Race is in 80 for Brady, Brady Bunch movie, or both. Well, I know that I know RuPaul appears in the Brady Bunch movie. Weirdly, I started out on a TV show in the UK called The Adam and Joe Show. It's kind of like a homemade TV show. We started on British TV in 1996, and our show was produced by Fenton Bailey and Randy Babato, who managed RuPaul all the way back from the early 90s. So I was very familiar with Rue's stuff since way before Drag Race, since the beginning of of her career. So I know she's in the Brady Bunch movie. Is she an 80 for Brady? Probably. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Does she still? Maybe she's above that kind of cheap cameo these days. So I'm just going to say only the Brady Bunch movie. That was so fun listening to you work all that out because <laughs> you arrived at the correct answer. RuPaul yes. is not in 80 for Brady. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations. You're on the board. You yeah, they couldn't afford Rue. <laughs> yeah, Rue's so busy with drag racing the spinoffs and now hosting yeah. Lingo. It's crazy. All right, Sam. Yeah. Uh, this next one starts with you okay and here it is all right directed by a woman Ooh. 80 for brady brady bunch movie or both well i know that betty thomas directed the brady bunch movie that that film came out in in 95 so i i saw it in theaters twice i was the perfect age for that sort of nonsense um and i don't recall if 80 for brady is directed by a woman but oh i'm really fighting with my instincts because i want to say yes but uh no i'm I will say only the Brady Bunch movie is directed by a woman. You're going solely Brady Bunch, directed by a woman. Yeah. A woman you say is named Betty Betty Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. You said that? I I did say that. (laughs) Because that would be true. And 80 for Brady was directed by Kyle Marvin. Huh? Who is a man? All right. I never really did the research on that. I just looked at a picture of him and saw his name. So I'm going with Kyle Marvin as a man. I don't know his exact pronouns, but uh, so Sam, you did it. Huh. 
Brady Bunch movie was the one directed by a woman and who of course went on to direct lots of stuff, including Howard Stern's movie. Yeah. And, uh, that was one of the first things I ever auditioned for, by the way. Uh, our first features I ever auditioned for was Howard Stern's Private Parts. Oh, which part were you auditioning for? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the private part? Uh, the like 12-year-old Howard or whatever it was, the one who plays with puppets and then does the dirty puppet show. Why wouldn't you get that? I don't know, Doug, but I got the chance to ask <laughs> Betty Thomas that a couple years ago. Oh, what'd she say? She was like, well, if I'd have known what you were going to do later in your career, I would have hired you. I was uh, like, well, that seems like a very convenient answer, Betty. Yeah, this sounds very like a very confrontational situation <laughs> you had with Betty. It was, oh, it came to blows, Doug. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had the chance to say to, to a director of a movie, why didn't you cast me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't ask her, why didn't you cast me? I just, I told her it was one of the first features I ever auditioned for. And she said, oh, why didn't I hire you? And I said, I wonder that every day, Betty. Yeah, that's more. That sounds more like uh, <laughs> how it would go down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, congratulations, Sam. You won that first game, but as you know, I mean, that means. doesn't mean much at all. It just means no. you're forced to go first in the exactly. last. Exactly. It, it may work against me. I don't know. It could very much work against you. That's the that's the fun of the arbitrary nature of these things. And um, before we wrap this one up, though, just because I looked it up and it. It's funny to me. Uh, Sean, I'll give you a first crack at this one. It's not worth any points or anything, but uh, the parents movie guide on the internet movie database, IMDb, sure, um, sure. it lists, uh, you know, it has different categories. And for, for uh, the film sex and nudity, it's listed as uh, mild. Is that 80 for Brady, the Brady Bunch movie or both? <laughs> Um, because I want it to be true, I'm going to say both. Yeah, that's what it is. It's both. Yes. Thank God. I want no more details. I just wanted it both to be true. Yeah, they're both mild, but it's funny that the one for 80 for Brady goes on to say they talk about sex a lot, but it's always very, it's always discreet or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I guess strap on jokes are kind of, kind of discreet. Uh, (laughs) Just so long as the kids can get into the movie. Sam, I didn't just see the film. I saw the film's premiere at the Palm Springs Film Festival. (laughs) And. Those four ladies, just to get to watch a movie they're in, mm-hmm. you know, watch it in the same theater while they watch it and then watch them talk about it afterwards. I mean, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, Lily Tomlin, and Jane Fonda, that's like a Mount Rushmore for me of actresses I liked when I my whole life. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was very exciting and fun because also they've got their, their relationship to each other. Jane and Lily are obviously really good friends, uh, but also just they all just really are great at like being sweet to each other and sniping at each other. And uh, especially uh, Sally Field came out of nowhere with uh, how funny she was uh, during the Q and (laughs) a. Yeah. So that's why I got that movie on the brain. Plus it is, you know, it is Super Bowl weekend and I, I I find nothing more hilarious than the one year that uh, Tom Brady doesn't make it to the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) and then he retired before he retired like two seconds before this movie got released and that's it's funny but i guess it's based on some real old ladies that really did go to to see 
him play and he's in it tom brady a little bit and he's not bad you know his acting's fine i mean he's yeah. playing himself but uh he seemed like a, a sincere and nice guy at least when he's talking to the great lily tomlin he's also in one of the ted movies i think oh really that tom makes brady. sense yeah yeah they got a real boston connection there i think um congrats sam you won that game but like you said and no doesn't mean anything and we're gonna play our final big game after these messages we'll be right back all right we're back and sam levine gets to go first in a game i call whose tagline is it anyway oh boy yeah this is a tough game normally, but I maybe extra tough today because here's how it works, Sean and Joe. I'll say a tagline from a motion picture, you know, one of the advertising lines used in the trailers or the posters or whatever. IMDb usually lists a few. Um, and this could be from any movie in any time of the history of cinema. Well, no silent movies. Maybe the artist, but other than that, no silent movies. So it is tough. But just take a guess is what I say. Some people get really caught up in trying to, you know, really think about it. And uh, sometimes just the the wildest guess turns out to be correct. Uh, I think like I said, this. Sam's going to be first, <laughs> and then we'll switch the order around. So then we'll go. We'll go Sam, then Joe, then Sean. Each of you will get a, a crack at, at it. And if you you know somebody gets it right, the next person will go first on the next one. And Sam, yep. here we go. Oh, and uh, important to mention, Sam knows this already. A theme will emerge mm. that also may make it even harder, you know, once you figure out the theme, but we'll see. <laughs> why, why would that make it harder, not easier? Because sometimes when it's like, you know, very specific, you know, things you have to think of, like a, when the parameters shrink, it just, then if you can't think of anything, okay. you're really, really screwed. But you'll see as we go, uh, starting with Sam. See a female colossus, her mountainous torso, skyscraper limbs giant desires exclamation point that's the tagline a female colossus I her mountainous torso <laughs> skyscraper limbs giant desires a lot uh, desires a lot of uh you know taglines play more like a poem or something yeah i wow i the only thing that i can possibly think of is attack of the 50-foot woman that's the only thing you think could you i mean a a giant colossus Colossus. what was what sex was the colossus in the movie colossus it was probably a boy colossus right i don't i don't think i saw that one with Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis? No, I missed that one. It's good. Uh, that is correct, Sam. Oh, my God. Okay. I, th- <laughs> I thought for sure it couldn't be that, because that was the first thing I thought of when you said a, 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 a mountainous torso. Is that what you said? Yeah, her mountainous okay. torso. Like, well, who doesn't want to see a mountainous torso? 
It's I, um, the original attack of the 50 foot woman, the uh, you know, movie from uh, way back when, and then uh, has been remade since as a TV movie starring Daryl Hannah. But, uh, but you got it, Sam. Cool. Attack of the 50 foot woman. That was a tough one. Good job. I, I, thank you. I, it's, that was, I had no second guess. Like well, it, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what to make of it. Let's go to Joe for this mm-hmm. next one. And Joe, I'm going to give you two taglines from this movie because I don't think one on its own is going to do it. Okay. But also two together. I don't, I don't know how much help All they're right. going to be. I'm the ready. first tagline, the first one is ARG. A A A R G H exclamation point. Yeah, I know how to spell arg. <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> I was worried that like uh, just saying it arg like you might think I'm trying to be a pirate, but I don't think it's a pirate <laughs> thing. And then the other one is you've never seen a film like it. I mean that is very oblique. Yeah. I have to say when when you said ar when you said arg and then paused, <laughs> and then we had a brief conversation. I thought that was the beginning of the first tagline. I didn't know that was just the first tagline, just yeah. like a guttural That's noise. That's the whole thing, just arg. And they, they put that somewhere like to promote this movie. And you've and never they, seen a film like it? That could be yeah. all, all films claim that you've never seen another film like it, right? I'm going to give you the third tagline that they listed, because it's crazy, because okay. that one is... Good, like good, good. nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one film is exactly the same as an even Gus Van Sant's remake of Psycho isn't exactly the same as Psycho. Right. So that is a tagline you could put on pretty much anything. So listen, I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm just going to go for just a process of random deduction. So is it a pirate movie? Arg. Uh, and what sort of a movie would someone say? Arg, arg, um, a, a pirate movie. What is a pirate movie where you've never seen a film like it? I don't know, like Yellowbeard. I'd go for Yellowbeard, which was that weird Eric Idle kind of comedy about yeah. pirates. I know I'm wrong. I can sense it in the air that I'm wrong, <laughs> but I think this is a very noble stab in the dark and also i think it is a much 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 harder one than sam's that i had immediately (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's this is really unfair and i think it's because i'm british and i think this show is very xenophobic and be cancelled Edgar Edgar wright has that same complaint every time he's on yeah well you know he said to me do you want me to come on with you and I said, come on, sure, come on with me. And then he said, actually, no, I won't because I'll, I don't want to overshadow you. <laughs> to which I said, well, look, I'm six foot three. <laughs> so that's going to be very difficult unless the lights are positioned very low behind you. Anyway, yeah, and it's Friday know. night, so Edgar's got to go jo- enjoy a night out in Soho. Would Edgar get uh, this? I don't yeah. think Edgar would. Edgar, Edgar will listen to this. Edgar, let's leave a pause here okay. for Edgar to, to have a guess. <laughs> There's the egg pause, and yeah. let's see where that now because he can play it like vicariously. Let's see what he gets we'll, it right. We'll see if you got it. But it's, 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 hey, the other thing I it could know. be is is it could be a caveman movie. That could be like a caveman grunt. It could be like like that Ringo Starr caveman uh, movie. Oh, or something like that. Yeah, um, that was just called Caveman. That's a yeah, good call. yeah, that's a good call. 
So there you go. Two guesses. I'm hedging my bets. Oh, I see. We got a double guess. Well, unfortunately, they're both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the effort. Um, Sean, does this make any of this make any sense to you? This one's actually really easy. Um, it is. What? Uh, yeah, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Um, because by the time they got to the fifth one, they had just given up. Uh, mm. So they put ARG on the poster. And then in an effort to convince you that you hadn't seen the other ones, uh, they told you that you haven't seen anything like this film before. Right. This one takes it somewhere different. Like this time, boy, you're going to be surprised. Uh, yeah, strap in. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really thought you knew the answer the way you, the way you came in so confident. It, it really sounded like a, a real Sam Levine move, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately that's not the right answer. Damn it. Uh, Sam? Um, I, okay. So I have a guess. I'm quite sure it's wrong, but I'm going to try anyway. And it's a very long title and I'm probably going to say it wrong, but if I'm even close you know, it's me along. I'll see if I can get it right. I think it's called okay. like um, the the pirates. Up, it's oh, it's like the pirates who can't do anything. A Veggie Tales movie, I think. Oh wow! Oh, I don't remember what. Like a, it could be a SpongeBob movie. Yeah, it sounds like it a kid the... pirate movie. We yeah. got hooked on pirate movies, and I think I have a feeling we're all off. I have a feeling it's gonna be something. Yeah, the pirate thing is a bit misleading. Oh, yeah, right. it's the way you said it, Doug. Right. Can you it, say it again uh, in the way that it should be said that suits the film, please? <laughs> okay. All right. Arg. Oh, oh well, that's, which, that's yeah. completely different. Yeah, that doesn't sound anything like a pirate. That's very All right, very let's different. go from the beginning. Joe, you're up first. Well, this now feels like some kind of gladiator movie or a Roman movie where somebody's just been impaled on a spear. So I think it's the tagline for the forthcoming gladiator sequel. Oh, okay. Ridley Scott, that's just that started shooting. That's wrong as well. How do you know it's uh, wrong? How do you know well, it's wrong? It hasn't been released yet. Point. It's wrong in terms of uh, what I've written down. Well, I still think I've I should got get a, a point. I've got a hard answer here, and it's hard to come up with, obviously. But, Sean, any any more guesses? Uh, vertigo? No. <laughs> vertigo, no, Sam. Uh, misery. Uh, are you describing your current state? Yes. Or are you... Both. It is both my current state and my guess. Yeah, because that's I a good think guess. Would, like that's well, what he says when she hobbles him. Yeah. When she hobbles yes. him, argh, yeah, he's like, argh, I'm like, right, and I'll never write again. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did she? Yeah, she should have also smashed his writing hand. But anyway, um, the film, the reason that someone would say argh and why you've never seen anything like it, because mm. is because pe people are generally not used to being attacked by tomatoes no and the no it's called oh, no. attack of the killer tomatoes all right okay. but is that the tagline is or just like a speech bubble coming out of someone's mouth I, it's listed as a tagline under the you know the tagline listings on imdb but you never know what kind of what kind of nonsense they get this where they get this stuff from uh but that means we're back to uh Joe gets to go first again oh, no. for this next one that's goes a little something like this. Yikes. 
<laughs> Hang on, there's more. There's more. Avoid. Oh <laughs> this one does keep going. <laughs> Yikes! They've landed. <laughs> they've landed! Exclamation point. What do you think that is, Joe? Well, it's not Mars attacks, is it? Yikes! They've landed. I mean, it's some dumb alien. In it, could it be Attack the Block? My film. Uh, could it be? Uh, God, I don't know. Yikes! They've landed. Yikes! Um, Do you know I'm just gonna... what the tagline is for Attack the Block? Yeah, it's inner city versus outer space, which I thought of myself. <laughs> yeah, that's good. a good one. Well, that's a uh, rare good one. <laughs> uh, better than yikes, they've landed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Certainly better than oh, you've never seen a film like it. You've really scraped the bottom of the tag barrel for these Joe, ones. you have the sequel coming up. You could you could still use Yeah, Yikes, yes. they've landed. Whenever you have Yikes, they've landed again. Ah! <laughs> You've seen a film similar to it. <laughs> That's what it would be. Uh, I've no, I'm no idea. Yikes, Yikes, they've landed. <laughs> like, um, uh, come on, so something freaky from space. Uh, um, oh, God. Uh, I'm just going to have to say Mars Attacks. It's the Japanese tagline for the Japanese release of Mars Attacks, just to get out of this hellish loop you just gotta say something and the mm -hmm. thing you said is the correct answer it is mars attack oh, get out of here it's well i gotta stay because we have a show to do but yes <laughs> it is that's mars amazing attacks nicely yeah. done yeah um yikes they've landed and then the other one was even more specific about how you know they're here and they're and they're going to take the country or something like that or take over. Um, but yikes, they've landed. That's real. What is the noise the simplistic. aliens make? What is the noise the aliens make? <laughs> well, I'm going to have my own competition between you guys who can do the best version <laughs> of the noise. And Sean is starting. Sean? <laughs> nah, that sounds like a goose. Sam? <laughs> That's better than Sean's. Doug? <laughs> Mm, Sam gets it. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam nailed it. Oh, man. If only you were Betty Thomas. This could have led somewhere for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, they make that noise in it. I don't think it really caught on in pop culture. Uh, you don't hear people going around doing that noise very much. I just heard um, three people going around doing that yeah. noise. Weirdly, yeah, we're, Tom, Tom Brady we're makes that it, noise. Also we're getting it started. Okay, so Sean, you're up first on this next one. You got to get this one to stay in the to stay competitive with these okay. fellows. I'm ready. Uh, and um, so far, we've got Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, Attack of Killer Tomatoes, and Mars Attacks. What do you think the tagline? What movie is this tagline for, Sean? For a New York cop and his witness, the distance between life and death just got very short. Oh, that's sixteen blocks. That is correct. Yes. Wow. 16 blocks is uh, the answer. That is very strange because I'm currently writing a book about Bruce Willis and I just did 16 blocks as a chapter. <laughs> I just finished that chapter. Yeah. I see. That's the, that's where the timing comes in. Wow. Cause you know, Joe saw Mars attacks 20 years ago and <laughs> hey, uh, was just thinking of it today. <laughs> but then if the theme is attack movies with uh, the word attack in the title, I well, think how does 16 well, David Morse, David Morse attacks Bruce Willis. Ha hang on, uh, Joe, if you haven't figured out, 
16 blocks attack attack the block is what he's working off of this uh, what this show seems dumb on the surface but underneath <laughs> the level of sophistication that's why i love it mm. that's what keeps me coming back yeah well this next this next movie could have attack in it could have block in it could have the in it mm-hmm. and joe is up first i'm sorry oh, i believe i'm up first you're correct. Sam is up first. Thank you. You never, never give any other player a break. The Sam Levine story. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, Sam, you ready? Yes. Parents can be such dot dot dot. Oh, uh, that's uh, blockers. That is correct. Yeah. Oh wow, good call. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I remember that tagline very well. <laughs> Because they wanted to call the movie Cock Blockers, but the studio would not let them. Yeah, and I think there was even talk of C Blockers, but then that just sounds yeah. like you're, you know, taking something to lower your vitamin C intake. Right. Or, or something like that. Um, Sam, congratulations. Uh, I don't know how you did it, but wow. you, always, you always do. You are our winner today. Oh. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations, Sam. You did Thank it. Thank you so much. You did it. What does Sam um, win? He wins uh, the opportunity that, you know, this might not even be something everybody wants to win, but he can come back as soon as, like, the very next episode to, uh, to you know, defend his title. Yeah. Wow. So especially anybody that's got something they're really trying to promote or, or Sam who's just, you know, a, a lifelong <laughs> trivia hound. Um <laughs> It's it's fun to be able to come back. If you had to guess, Sam, how often do you think you've been on the show? How many times? Is it I, even possible to guess a number? I, I would say at this point, it's got to be over 50. Got to be, right? Yeah, it feels like it. It's, it's been going on with you and me now since <laughs> I think the end of 2006. Yeah, like I think maybe beginning of seven. Yeah. yeah. Sam, Absolutely. if you're trapped and need help, just make some kind of a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just put him in a room during the pandemic and don't let him out. And uh, <laughs> it's working out great. The tiebreaker that I had set up just in case a tie uh, would occur mm -hmm. is uh, there's a film that has the tagline, the clones are coming. Ooh. Oh, is it Attack of the Clones? Yes. Yeah. 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 But here's this is another tagline. They well, had it was that. Is that the correct answer? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's a terrible tagline. <laughs> Isn't it? It's oh, like well, if, if the, if the yeah. yeah, if the tagline to Star Wars was the the wars are starting in the stars. <laughs> like <laughs> you yeah. can't you can't use a, the, a word from the title in the tagline, can you? I mean, I think people did. do, but it's silly because it's it's so much more fun. Like Jaws, watch out for its Jaws. <laughs> yeah, would not it, be good. The tagline for that movie really should be "Send in the clones." Yes. Good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Right. They blew it. No, they, they didn't get anything right. Because here's the other tagline that I wrote down from that movie that I, I guess I get it, but it's just it's just weird. A Jedi shall not know anger, nor hatred, nor love. <laughs> yeah, no. I want to see that. That's no. not fried green tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> the last bit of that could be nor precisely what set he is standing on. 
Yeah. Because of the green screen. Yeah. This, a Jedi Nor who he is acting with. A ping pong ball <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> nor who he is act, nor which character he is acting opposite. <laughs> um, could be anybody, but it's uh, Sam Levine has not been in a Star Wars film nope. yet. Yet, there it is. You'd never know, but congratulations on your win today, Sam. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. Um, look, guys, Valentine's Day is just a couple days away. Oh, here we go. Up, here we and you, go. And you forgot to get the person you love something. I am on Cameo. I'm very reasonably priced, and I can tell them how much you love them. Uh, or anything else you want me to say. Really, I'm not that picky. So uh, come find me on uh, on Cameo. No one's ever requested you say something that you went, no, I'm not going to say that. One time. Yeah, because sometimes they try to get you to do ads or they try to get you to say something political or something that you don't necessarily yes. agree with. <laughs> that is correct. It was a political yeah. thing, and I was not going to say it. Yeah. yeah. You can say it here if you want. No, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sam Levine. Uh, get those cameos from Sam, uh, from Samio. That's you changing it to Samio. <laughs> I really should change my name. Samio That's a great call, Doug. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, do it for Valentine's or for, for any occasion. I've got a, I, I announced that I'm doing Valentine's cameos and I just keep getting ones for, uh, it's reminding people that a friend of theirs has a birthday coming up. So they're just getting birthday ones instead of Valentine's. And I'm fine with that. Joe Cornish, Lockwood and company is on the Netflix. It, do you know what hmm. the tagline is for that, for the show? Yeah. Hunt or be haunted. Ooh. Oh, which is pretty good because like there's it. only one letter difference between hunt and haunt. You sure right, it's not lo lock up the company? <laughs> <laughs> lock up your woods. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not that. Okay, just <laughs> or it could be hunt and be and be haunted. Y yes, or haunt, haunt and be hunt. Yeah, haunt it's, that's and a be fun haunted. One. I like Maybe it. that's for the second season. Ooh. If we get one. So that's where you're at right now is just uh, waiting for these awesome numbers to come in because everybody seems to be loving it, and then you'll get a second season. No, the numbers are very good. We're number one. We were certainly number one in the world last week. Yeah. But I think probably the moment those words left my mouth, we plummeted to number 68. That's <laughs> what usually happens when you say stuff like that out loud. The algorithm killed you. They yeah. put a lot of stuff on there. But I just I just was flipping on Netflix today and saw that you know here in the U.S. it's a, it's in the top ten, so uh, still doing great, and we'll you know encourage everybody to to check it out, please, and please uh, do. binge the whole thing so it gets uh, all those all those eight credits for you having watched it and watch again at your leisure. Sean O'Connell, yes, sir. What would you like to plug? I have a book. I have a book that came out just recently. Um, and it's the about... one about Bruce Willis. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's on shelves now. Um, it's about Spider-Man. It's about Spider-Man's film history. Um, and it goes all the way back to the Nicholas Hammond uh, television show and uh, several projects in the seventies and eighties that tried to get off the ground with Stanley backing them. And then it goes through the Tobey Maguire years, the Andrew Garfield years, and then all the way through Tom Holland. Um, he's my all time favorite character and hero and i love those movies more than anything and so the book is called with great power and it has a, a ton of cool exclusive interviews from people who were involved in those films over the years and i was putting it together as no way home uh, was coming out and so i got to sort of see that whole journey come to a 
to a close and and all three of those guys joining together on screen was kind of the culmination of the book that I was trying to tell of why this character is so important and how come we all come out to the theaters to to see versions of that character on the big screen. So that all worked out, worked out pretty well. So again, it's called with great power and it's all about Spider-Man uh, in the movies. That's just like uh, right up there with like the movie fever pitch while they were making it. The, the Cubs went on to actually, you know, or was it the other team? But anyway, the Red Sox. They went on to actually win that year in, in a massive uh, upset. Very similar. Yes. Uh, but Sam knows more about that. because he, He's a Cubbies fan. I, I am. This was the 2004 Red Sox. Um, it yeah, effectively killed go. Jimmy Fallon's uh, <laughs> White Sox, actor. Red Sox. I can't keep track of this. <laughs> it's okay. It did? <laughs> I mean, I think so. I think he's busy with the talk show. But yeah, yeah, I thought taxi, taxi, taxi killed taxi. his film career. Yeah, probably. Uh, the one-two punch. Yeah, yeah. That was I a movie also... nobody... Uh, taxi, a movie nobody hailed. I really uh, <laughs> want to say, I want to say, um, I just want to, Doug, one second. I, I want to say thank That's you to Joe Gene Cornish. That's a Gene Shallon joke. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi is a movie no one would hate. <laughs> uh, what's that, Sean? I just want to say uh, thanks to Joe Cornish. He doesn't remember this, but when oh. Joe did uh, The Kid Who Would Be King, uh, they let the journalists bring their kids to New York City to interview the talent. And my uh, young son got to interview Patrick Stewart. And it's something he, wow. he remembers fondly. Uh, they did a whole training session with the kids so that they could learn how to do sword fighting and and work with the, their shields. And it was a great, great press event. And and he loves that movie, too. So oh, I, that's I didn't so think cool. I'd ever be on a show with you. Hey, <laughs> so. that's that's so great. Please say hi to your son for me. That was a re was that that really snowy weekend in New York? It was really it, it was like a big ice yes. storm weekend. Bitter yeah. cold. And they had us in that um, that old public school. in that weird downtown school, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's great. Really, that, really fun movie that, that more people need to see. Thank you. Yeah, after you binge Lockwood and Co., then go ahead and check out uh, the, the Kid Woody King, Day. Attack the Block, six hours, seven, eight, nine, and at nine and a half hours, you can view my entire oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, there's a lot of dumb TV before that. but You can get slapped across the face if you ask somebody to look at your oeuvre. But um, uh, thank you to all three of you for being here. This was terrific. I would like to plug that Doug Loves Movies is back at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles on Sunday, March 5th. And uh, yeah, one more time. Thank you, Sam Levine, Joe Cornish, and Sean O'Connell. This has been yeah. terrific. And uh, as always, this is Lieutenant Harold Woodruff. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you. <laughs>